1: Good evening, everybody. Uh you can tell by the more educated start to tonight's show that our normal host, the New England's own Van Helsing, has gone missing. And so it's down to me, the normal co-host, the gold standard in gold hunt gold gold hunting, to hold the uh hold the fort. And I'm joined tonight um, in, in a temporary capacity by the psychic viking. Mr. Stephen Scott. Good evening, Steve.
0: <laughs> Good evening, Steve. Uh, thank you for that really um, insightful intro. <laughs> it's now going <laughs> to stick.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's because I was looking at your um, some of your Facebook and noticed that you, you know... Now, I've known you for a number of years and I've known you to be somewhat fearsome-looking but a very gentle man. Yes, and, uh, a kind soul, as I would say. But there you were running around with spears and <laughs> knocking seven kinds of crap out of somebody who looked not unlike um, the recently departed Hagrid. Oh um, yes, Big Jason, yeah, with a big axe. I thought, yes, there's, yeah. there's a conundrum here. <laughs> um, <laughs> can, I, I, so the first question has got to be like, can you solve this? Because How can you reconcile beating the crap out of somebody with an axe to being the gentle, soul, spiritualist medium that I have always known?
0: Well, there is a a kind of metaphysical dichotomy, if I can use Crichton's words. (laughs) In fact, it wasn't Crichton. (laughs) Uh, uh, It was his replacement Um, uh, in that statement, whereby um, we are human beings living a very human life, and in this human life, I enjoy partaking in aspects of physical violence that involve martial arts. And I am fortunate enough to be one of only two registered instructors in Scotland able to teach Norwegian Glima as taught by the Norwegian Glima Federation, which is part of the Akademiet Week in Kampkunst in Norway, which teaches traditional Scandinavian martial arts. And I was lucky enough to be asked to demonstrate this at the Largs Viking Festival
1: Right. And what
0: you saw there, your eyes maybe lied to you. Um, <laughs> while it looked like I was, Are you while it looked like I eyes? was in, no, no, no. While it looked like I was in complete control of the situation, what was actually happening was um, six foot seven, twenty eight plus stone, whatever Jason that you saw me apparently attacking with an axe was actually ragdolling me. The way Hulk did to Loki at the end of <laughs> Avengers, <laughs> it just so happens that none of the camera images caught me getting bounced about, the, bounced about the ground like a broken doll. Um, <laughs> prior to that, but at so this, the same time, was there
1: selective video editing going
0: on here. I, I, I think it was selective wife editing. Um, right. Vary, my wife told me at the end. She says, "I've always queried these people who record things." Well disaster is happening, but she was recording this going, Oh, this is great and in the back of her head she was going, My husband's about to die. <laughs> um no we and were teaching added, this is great. <laughs> this is great, this is fabulous. Look at this, this is marvelous. This is... nobody's gonna believe this actually happened. Um <laughs> but um, at the same time we were recording stuff for the Vit Lags Viking Festival, we were teaching ah traditional scandinavian wrestling and yes i am at heart a viking but at the same time the vikings themselves were a very spiritual people
1: and they well, had a that's something i'm just going to come, come to uh, uh, later on because there is um i mean we have a shared heritage you know i did one of those dna tests that's yeah. right many years ago and found that on you both sides human? of my family yeah i was in fact human um <laughs> <laughs> but before we before we proceed any further, just in case he's listening, wherever he might be, we better wish uh Mr. Van Helsing um every good wish and mm. uh, hope for hope for his speedy recovery or at least parole. Um <laughs> the Yeah you know, I don't want to give away too much information because it might prejudice his his his, his appeal, but uh <laughs> Yeah, hopefully he'll be back next week. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. So we, yeah, we, good luck, Roy. We wish well. you well. We wish you well. If Absolutely. if you're listening, or if not, of course, you can always listen to the podcast. Because <laughs> nobody else ever does, so. <laughs> yeah, one's better than none. You <laughs> <laughs> you say you say He'll be lying there now going, oh, God, they're trashing the show. <laughs> well, Not any worse than, oh, well, let's not go there.
0: No, no. Yeah.
1: Okay. No worse than he could manage, anyway. Mm. But, um, you know, I want to go now sort of reverse attack again because um, apart from being human, my my DNA test also showed both sides of my family are, um, or my heritage on both sides of my family, is undoubtedly Viking, Hiberno-Norse Viking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, blonde hair, blue, well, what's left of it is blonde. Uh, blonde <laughs> hair, blue eyes. Um, but I've never really delved into the Viking folklore and mythology, or the or indeed their spiritualism. Obviously, I know that the days of the week are named after some of the Viking gods. <laughs> um and both my boys have watched the Marvel uh so I have an idea who Thor is now. <laughs> um but I mean does that play into um first of all your own belief system? And secondly how does that? How does that interact with um modern spiritualism as as you know we would normally understand it?
0: Well, that's a really really interesting question, and to be honest, I don't think we have enough time to answer all of that.
1: Well, we've got an hour, so you know, I know if we were to be like any... be, well, I was hoping you'd be like an American guest because when we get American guests on, you just ask one question. And then they just tell you how many books they've written and what they're doing. And I have now, no books on it. <laughs> now I've alienated um, all of the future American guests. So, yeah. Well, it's. Um, I swear they—they—they've note... they, got the other. They—they just talk, you know. I think they breathe through their arse, most of them. But <laughs> we've got to breathe
0: through somewhere, right? So, yeah. Um, I just hope to
1: God they don't clear the throat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, just don't be standing behind them when they do. Um, <laughs> sorry, so, um,
1: America.
0: Yeah, sorry, Americans. Um, we are very sorry. Um, I thought this Not. was going to be cultured and civilised. It NXT, is, it is, because I asked a cultured a, question. But... You have asked a cultured question, but then you yes. took the wrong prerogative um, and decided to sideline it. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> only a little. Um, only, only a tad. Um, yeah, I, I can hear his eyes rolling in his head from here. Um, so... Um, Basically, the 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 Norse mythology is something that's very, very rich. And as, as a young lad, uh, a young man, um, one of the first things that I did when I started to develop my own spirituality was not to reach for tarot cards, strangely enough, but was to reach for runes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I still to this day do not know why I reached for the runes. And I got this uh, really uh, cool wee book. It was off a... Uh, what, do you remember? Back used to get like the mystery and thriller guild mm-hmm.
1: book oh, club yeah. and all that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, uh, it was off that, and I, I used to buy tons of Stephen King and James Herbert books. And then one time, up came this uh, runes book. I'll not name who wrote it or anything, but I've still got it, and I still use them. And they they were stone runes, which was really kind of it's kind of rare nowadays to get that kind of thing. They're normally made out of wood or polymer, but um, these were actually stone runes. And I used that as a divining tool for myself. And right. I just felt drawn to them. And then the stories within the book drew me. And I've always been fascinated with the Scandinavian myth. I don't know why. Um, and I've never really questioned or explored that to any extent. But I have since studied, I would like to say studied in depth, but that would be a lie. Um, I've read the works of very um, uh, educated individuals who Mm -hmm. have gone further down that route than I have and have relied on their information, including people such as Jackson Crawford, um, Lingvist in Sweden, who have completed works on aspects of the Viking mythology and the stories within the Hovermol, for example, the words of Odin, the words of the wise one, and all these kind of old texts, uh, including things like the prose edda and the poetic edda of Snorri Sturluson, who wasn't one of... The guys that went looking for Erebor were the dwarves. He was actually a real person, um, and a, it led me down a very kind of unusual route, where I discovered that what I've noticed is that the Viking mythology and the Viking history, like most histories, has been tarnished by the ones that take over from it. They were educators. They were incredibly brave sailors and explorers, and they were traders as Well, as raiders, let's face it, they had some fun. Um, but well, you've um, got to um, on your days off, you've got to do something on your downtime. If you know, day one, I decided to write some runes, day two, we had some fun with some monks at Lindisfarne. Um, and anyone who doesn't believe me, you can ask the monks at Linda oh no, wait, you can't roll it. Um, That's so fun. it's you know, these things happened that I'm not taking anything away from that, but let's face it, it was the seventh, eighth century, it was pretty brutal. We weren't really good people back then either. We were all kinda of struggling for survival. Um and I always found these stories and these types of mythology very interesting. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's more interesting is that within Scandinavian mythology, the world between the gods and the humans is a very distinct one. Sorry, is 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 a very less distinct one than we have in modern western christianity for example right. god big guy big beard if you listen if you believe there's Ezard talks like james mason <laughs> I can understand that, um, whereas... Um, that was one for
1: the Eddie fans there. That it? was one
0: for the Eddie fans there, yes. Um, the same as the American Eddie fans will understand the significance of, do you have a flag? No flag in the country. But within the Scandinavian mythology, the gods are real, the gods are alive, and they're still with us today because the the end times, Ragnarok, has not actually happened, or has it? We don't know, so it's. Um, I I know people in Scandinavia who can trace their lineage back to individuals who have the same attributes, titles, and histories as some yeah. of the 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 persons who were attributed to the tasks that were given to the gods, going back a thousand years, and it's really fascinating. So within certain aspects of Scandinavia these gods have not actually died they're, st- they're still walking the earth because there's no evidence of the fact that their deeds have yet come to pass as based on the Edda and things like that, it's really fascinating
1: Do uh, you want to just briefly uh, for for the greater unwashed and uneducated the Edda
0: The Edda are explained. a series of stories and poems that were uh, put together, I'll, I'll try and keep this as brief as possible uh, They were put together round about the 8th, 9th, 10th century about the dealings and issues that happened prior to the 8th and ninth century in Europe. Okay. Kind of put together by particularly aspects like the uh, poetic header, as I've mentioned already by Snorri Sturluson. If anyone is interested, check out the American uh, author Jackson Crawford, Dr. Jackson Crawford. He's done some great work on the subject. Well worth reading. Uh, His voice is boring as hell. But, and it puts me to sleep whenever I listen to it I can only get about 15 <laughs> minutes in, it's nothing to do with him being American, it's just something to do with his accent, if I want to sleep at night I listen to his story of the Volsung
1: saga, for example I use Ke- I use Dr. Kieran O'Keefe for the same reason,
0: yeah, the same thing it's exactly same, the same, yeah, sort of you get three minutes monitor. in and you wake that's up the one. And you're feeling yep. great and it's 9 o'clock in the morning and you're like really yep. out That's the dark
1: um,
0: that's the one So, um, but really great stuff, um, anyone who wants to listen to this type of thing, Dr. Jackson Crawford, the Volsung saga that type of stuff um, yes. Don't get the
1: audiobook fam. though
0: No, no, get it on audiobook, it puts you to sleep, get just it don't drive
1: o- oh, oh, right. yeah, okay.
0: it's, it's all an audiobook, just don't drive while you're listening to it personally um, <laughs> You may never wake up um, <laughs> So, uh, but, but no, it's, it's really fascinating stuff
1: And You know, you can tell just from the tone of your voice which isn't monotone, that it, you know your enthusiasm obvious enthusiasm for for the for um the Norse mythology the Norse gods but then there is this conundrum isn't there this because spiritualism seems to be the antithesis of it it, it,
0: it can be if you believe in it. well i mean we're not talking about at him,
1: yeah, you know, uh, rather that uh, not not spiritualism per se, but rather the approach of spiritualists. This one of uh, you know yes. sort of group hugs, love and light, sending light and healing instead of bashing each other with axes and. Well,
0: yeah, it's there is a, and again, this is where the dichotomy more, comes
1: it, in. It seems to be much more akin to, um, I would say, paganism. In its rawest form, this one of oh. you cross me and your history. Mm.
0: Now we also know, and I know you know, that paganism has received a lot of bad press. And over rightly the years. so. And, right, so. <laughs> and rightly so. As is heathenism. People of well, the heath, people most of, the of them are bloody friends. vegans anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. They weren't. They were anything but vegans.
1: No, the, modern ones, the
0: modern ones. Oh, the modern one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah well, but this yeah. is where we get into a whole difference between people who start to cross over things for their own beliefs. And I've, 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 I've experienced this within the spiritualist movement, where um, people have come to the churches, and they there It's literally it'd be easier to bring Beyonce and to do readings because <laughs> she would have less of a flaming list. Of things that have to be ticked, you know, I have to <laughs> pure, pure spring water blessed by virgins, and I have to have a cushion that has been touched by the Dalai Lama, and I have to be given grapes that have been fed to me by an original Spartan. And you're reading this list of things going. Say,
1: I've never asked for
0: blue. M&Ms. This guy after. Yeah. <laughs> my, my request has always been simple. I just want blue M Ms. Blue M&M's, yeah, the ones that send you over the edge. That's what I'm, I'm pretty much the same. Give me blue M&M's and an uncut CD of ACDC's Greatest Hits to meditate to and I'll be absolutely fine. But sorted. Um, <laughs> I'm sorted. My energy's in the right place at that point. I'm out my face on sweets and, yeah, I'm in the heavy metal zone. <laughs>
1: uh, but, um, interesting platform yeah. reading,
0: anyway. But that's what I do going on the platform. I listen to heavy metal music. I don't listen to, I don't sit in a quiet space because I don't find personally my energy works well sitting in a quiet space. I gather my thoughts and I find a quiet space, but then I start to get, if if I get the chance, before I go into a church, I'm the guy sitting in the car park who's, who's got Metallica and Anthrax playing in his car at full full volume smashing my head almost off the, off the steering wheel, trying to get into the zone to get my energy up.
1: You know, I, I, don't where... find, I don't find that to be that surprising, because if we look back at spiritualism, the early, you know, the... The Quaker shakers. Well, I was thinking more around the sort of turn of the 20th century, because, it, as it turned out, several of my family were involved in the spiritualist churches right. yeah. and the Athenaeums. But the... They sang, you know, the the most rousing songs and were really quite garrulous before each performance. Mm -hmm. And as they said, they wanted to raise the energies and raise the spirits of, you know, uh, of of the people involved within the Athenaeum, within the congregation, within the Mm organisation. So I don't find it that surprising that you're sitting in the car listening to ACDC or drinking yeah. you know monster
0: um no no I don't drink monster drink. no I draw the line at that yeah but um, you tried no, pussy I, I tried what pussy energy drink Oh, right. I was going to say well not 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 before our uh, class you know <laughs> maybe after but never before
1: <laughs> yes the most unfortunately titled energy drink <laughs> that's available in for sale in the UK is it really? Um, yeah, I thought you were talking no, about the normal
0: pussy that you I, were getting over at SpiritQuest. <laughs> Spirit oh, no, no, it's back now. Um, but see, but
1: sorry, I'm losing it here. Sorry, go down. <laughs> I, I'm back in the room. I okay, take it all the way to America as a sort of <laughs> freeze dried roadkill uh, to get it into the suitcase. Uh, only to find out I was bringing it back to the UK. So yeah, that's fun. I'll um, be honest, no, I we were sponsored. That's... Uh, we right. we had a, a sponsored event about 15 10 15 years ago right. um, and it was sponsored by this brand new to the uk energy drink with the unfortunately named you know it was Pussy. it's still available for sale and it tastes it? it tastes as it sounds actually unless you unless you really like super well if you if you super oh, chill it no. it sort of tastes a bit like iron brew
0: Oh well, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, thank you.
1: Yeah, (laughs) but I mean, it's perfectly legitimate. I saw it on sale, even you know, even quite recently in um, one of the you know these Poundland stores. So I was going to say
0: it must be Poundland, or you know, it was very going to say what everyone wants, but they went out years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. One of the (laughs) uh, one of the um, participants was the UK distributor agent. Um, at the time, he said, oh, I can get you, uh, you know, sponsorship deal. Well, OK, provide all the drinks for everybody. Um, we didn't know the name of the drink at the time, so we accepted. <laughs> we were given T-shirts and baseball caps and about a year's supply for the 20-something people that were there of this energy drink. Yeah, um, unfortunately, sorry. we came away with about like two boot car bootfuls and stuff because nobody could drink it. And have to post photographs with um, with the requisite t shirt and baseball caps on. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> sorry. It sounds like it's a total PR disaster, you know?
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I'm so How sorry How do we launch
1: you. this energy drink to the public? I know, we'll give it to two ghost hunters. We'll <laughs> give it to two ghost hunters.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, because it <laughs> doesn't even make a belief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, everyone listening to this We've kind of yes. uh, I might, I might,
1: to the, I might one day the of the pictures of. up on uh, up on our
0: Patreon. Page. Please do, please do, because I'm on your. Pay, I, I, I pay for the Patreon. If anybody doesn't already, yeah. if anyone wants to see these on pictures, Patreon, submit you to you it because it's really pictures, good
1: stuff. You've got yeah. On there. Join join the Patreon page, which is yeah. um, Ghost Chronicles Radio, and you can get details for the Patreon by emailing ron at neghostproject.com. And he always adds here because he totally messed up when he chose the um, email address. It's the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. N-E, yes. not not any, as in any old ghost project. Any old ghost
0: project. Yeah, no, it's, yes, it's N-E, as in the short and naughty, uh, New,
1: New England, yeah. sorry. Yeah. How are we doing, Ron? Are we doing all right? <clears throat> He's just turned in his grave. Um, <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back
0: to spiritualism. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm desperately trying to remember the question you asked me now. So, yes, there's... So a, am I. There is quite, there's quite a connection <laughs> between how heathens and pagans would have entered into their spiritual practices Uh and how I, as an individual, enter into my own spiritual practice. For me, spirituality needs to be grounded in reality. And that's always been my one thing, is we've had these lists. You know, I was a secretary of of a, a spiritualist church, which I'm not going to name. Uh, Because it's quite a prolific one, it's quite an important one, and um, at the same time, used to get very
1: nice one if it's the one I'm thinking of.
0: Beautiful, was it? Is the one you're thinking of? It was lovely, and a great bunch of people that were there. Absolutely,
1: uh, I've met them, and they are wonderful.
0: And we had a lot of people coming in who had demands of things that they had to have ticked coming in, you know, special cushions, special this, special that, to get their early, special tea served to them, and special cups. And it, it was literally, it would have been easier to get, as I said, Beyonce to turn up and do the reading than these people. And it's because they've put all these strictures on what they need in order to do their work, which moves you further away from the whole concept of spiritualism. Whereas from a kind of slightly heathen and pagan perspective, mm mm-hmm. You Don't need all that stuff, you just need to get the energy up, and that's why, me as an individual, I always prefer to sit and listen to rock music. Uh huh, it doesn't need to be ACDC, it could be you know, uh, so on the
1: surface, appears to be um, a conundrum in actual fact, is just a, a case of nearer my thy god to me, uh, nearer my god to thee,
0: yeah, absolutely. You're just using... it's, it's bringing your energy closer to yeah. spirit. Yeah. don't 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 insist they come to you at least try and meet them halfway and this brings us back to those pagan heathen style practices where all of the religion that went behind it was designed to try and energy ener, energize the levels to bring you closer to your gods so that you could commune with them and this you can see this throughout. All sorts of religious practices. That's where right. shaman, right. for example, would take things like peyote or and a, a mushrooms or, or whatever to try and elevate their consciousness. Or an energy drink. Or an energy drink. I do know guys who can't do who can't do mediumship without guzz, guzzling down two cans of Monster, and they are out their proverbial body parts. <laughs> you know, chesty body parts when they arrive, and you, you can look in their eyes, going, "Oh my God, you're." high a kite on monster energy but let's go with it and they they can do some great work because in that moment they're elevating their own energy levels in whatever way they want whether it's chemical or not I prefer to do it a bit more natural I prefer the the delicate tones of like like James Hetfield or something like that to elevate my energy up rather than
1: But couldn't the skeptic argue though that you are just releasing endorphins and therefore it is a Of course um, they could you know, yeah. it's but, not really any different than than you know, guzzling two cans of Monster Energy drink or yeah. or three pints of Lager. And
0: well, no, there's a difference because the three pints of Lager would inhibit your endorphin system. It would actually lower your endorphin system. It, it would elevate your certain aspects of your well, uh, internal. But social both have the endorphins. same effect
1: of, of of adjusting the the uh, state of consciousness. So adjusting or changing the way the brain is functioning. Because alcohol disinhibits. It does,
0: yes. And my response to that is, to the sceptic, how can you prove that something that that disinhibits your endorphin system and your consciousness system doesn't actually make you closer to
1: spirit? But we know that sceptics don't have to prove anything. They just shout everything down.
0: They they just have to shout really loud and hold up
1: items. That's that's the one. But we're... We're starting to bump up to the ad break in the middle. Um oh, so I don't wanna I don't want I don't want to do any long questions. So it's it's it is pertinent at this point to say that we are brought to you by somebody, um and um, some law firm or other who Ron will remember, but I don't need to because I'm only normally the co-host and I've switched off by this point. Um and are Patreons, and you too can become a Patreon, I think it's uh, $3 a month and you get access to some stunningly hilarious videos and some good quality content over on Ghost Chronicles Radio and there's more being added And plus you get to maybe see the photos of me wearing the pussy shirt <laughs> Sorry, I wish I'd kept it because then I could have done paranormal pussy oh. with a pussy t-shirt and uh Damn, that was a lost opportunity. <laughs> anyway, we got the tunes, then we're back to part two of this two-hour Ghost Chronicles um, radio night of fun. The kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly, kooky. The Fair family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal. The Para family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to, to rendezvous as we give awards to the Fair family. of tonight's two-header, Ghost Chronicles Radio. Uh, this is the international edition. As you can probably have guessed by now, Van Helsing is missing. We don't know where he is, but the judge said he might be back next week. Um, and so stepping into the breach to help me is the Viking psychic, Mr. Stephen Scott. And <laughs> we, were, we were discussing Vikings and... You know, I'm guessing that a lot of people listening to the show, I don't think there have been many things on TV apart from a rerun of the the movie, which, you know, that's what I remember of the Vikings. Kirk Douglas, Tony
0: Curtis. Tony Curtis, yeah. You know, I mean... Can I tell you a piece of weird trivia?
1: Well, I was going to ask you to tell us, first of all, a piece of weird trivia, and then tell us a little bit about Vikings.
0: Well, okay, let me tell you a piece of weird trivia. See if you look at the movie The Secrets of Nim, there's a fight in The Secrets of Nim that is scene by scene copied off of that final iconic scene between Tony Curtis and Kurt Douglas when they're fighting. And if you just look up The Secrets of Nim Vikings, you'll see it is literally panel for panel an identical copy. So when they wrote The Secrets of Nim the cartoon movie they literally copied that fight scene, that final fight scene from the original Viking movie with Ernest Borgnine, Tony Curtis, Kurt Douglas. Yeah, and that, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I
1: mean, I would never have put Ernest Borgnine down as, as your archetypal Viking.
0: Not as know. not as Ragnar hairy Pants, anyway.
1: No, no. And of course, you know, the legacy of the Viking continues. You know, I'm using a Bluetooth head, headset tonight. Yes. Yeah. Know, named after a Viking ruler. Hey, Harold Bluetooth. Bluetooth.
0: Harold Bluetooth. Sorry, I was thinking of Eric the Red there. Yeah,
1: you're yeah. correct. Yeah, that was that was the earlier that had the two prongs on the plug. Yeah, but That's Bluetooth right. did away with it. But it's I don't know rude. why it's named after him. There's probably some reason for it. Probably he he connected wirelessly to something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, back, in, back in the 8th century, they were well known for their wireless technology. <laughs> right,
1: sorry, yeah. he, he had the world's first wireless act. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of, you know, there are a lot of misunderstandings and misnomers about the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most notably, I mean, the first book, I re- the only book I remember at school, um, out of the few that we that we were given to read, or the few I bothered to ever pick up and read at school, and I always remember the title the way it was written on the cover of the book, The Horned Trees by Henry Helmet. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to say Hagar the Horrible at first. No, no, no. Uh, well, which is well, it's interesting.
1: The Horned Helmet by Henry
0: Treese And yet, um, no no Viking ever wore a horned helmet. Exactly. And
1: these <laughs> are the sort I mean, you know a lot more about Vikings than I. Um, well, well, you know, I have a little bit of their blood running through me, but that's that, their, their end of my knowledge of the Vikings, probably. Um, but who were these people?
0: That's an interesting question, and again, we do not have enough time to answer that in a even in a two-hour program. Oh, kish, um, we have half an hour left. We have half an hour left. I know. So, the Vikings didn't call; would most likely not have called themselves Vikings, right. because Viking was not a race; it was a profession. That's the easiest way I can express this. Oh, no, that's, that's that, something I didn't. I didn't know. Well, the the expression uh, to go a Viking was to go and seek fame and fortune.
1: There's a song in would, there, isn't
0: there? There is indeed. There's a Monty yes. Python song in there, isn't there? There is indeed a very Monty Python <laughs> song in there. You know? In fact, let's not go a Viking. It is a silly profession. Um, yes, very much. But um, to go a Viking was to seek your fame and fortune by joining a crew on a ship. And to effectively kind of be a mercenary and go and find uh-huh. wealth for your family and to bring it back.
1: That was because the concept. They were, they were an artistic people and a cultured people. They're as well. incredibly cultured and incredibly I mean, artistic look at some people. of the jewellery and um, their art. I,
0: I have studied, uh, I've got a great book on the anatomy of Viking art and it takes you through various styles of architecture and styling from the the original Boris style. It's all about animals and animal positions, mm-hmm. the Boris style through to the Ringariki style, through to the Urnes style. Which the Boris style presumably means just exiting really quickly. The, no, no, B-O-R-R-E. Yeah, it's like exit stage left even. No, the Boris style was a kind of kind of frontal animal, and then it became a more side-on animal. Uh-huh. As things developed, it's the best way I can describe it in simple terms. And then it, it went from being a very simple animal into a more complex spiral effect. And then it, it eventually became a more kind of streamlined thing. But um, I've tried to recreate myself in this day and age using proper set squares, you know, mm-hmm. um You know, the measuring materials and everything, and I've studied guys online how to recreate even basic shapes and uh, the level of technical detail into Mm. where these lines cross over, all these individual parts of each crescent Mm -hmm. and curve crossed over, identifies incredibly skilled people. So these are not just...
1: I think that's the thing that struck me most, where, you know, visiting um, different museums uh, to see Viking treasures from the oh, different islands have been They are astonishing.
0: They and, really are.
1: You know, the, um, the, the level of culture that was required to create them, because it's not just the item itself. It speaks volumes about the society and the civilization that these things could, could exist at all. Yeah, they weren't stolen, th- they were manufactured.
0: That's right, and all of their animals that you see are tied into their mythology as well. Mm-hmm. And even the shapes like the hammer, Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Um, the stories of the, of how Mjolnir comes about, Mjolnir means to crush or to grind. So that's basically what the hammer does to the giants that threaten Asgard and um, the lives of the, the, the Aesir that live there. Um, it it, it, it kind of dictates... The the concept of what this hammer does but even that is tied into the mythology and if anyone wants to get a quick uh, treatise on mythology I would highly recommend Neil Gaiman's book on it believe it or not Norse mythology because he writes some amazing stories again based on the old poetic edda and the the traditional stories that were told and there's there's some amazing stuff in there that kind of pulls everything together Mm -hmm. from various sources for a quick fix uh, but, yeah, all of their symbology is tied into their, their ethos and their religion and their belief system.
1: Even they were also how, explorers as well, weren't they? I mean, big Oh, my goodness, they America, went so far. Yeah, America, alert. Yeah. Middle East. The, yeah, the Vikings discovered America before.
0: Around about the 9th century.
1: Yeah, and set up, uh, did they call it Vinland? The, or was that Greenland? That's
0: that, that's basically Greenland I think that's Greenland, Greenland is, isn't Would, would it? have been Greenland they, Yeah
1: they, they, There are now Recognised Viking um, Artifacts That have turned up Right along the Well down to the New England coast From Newfoundland Yes um, it was,
0: Newfoundland's The main thing yeah.
1: yeah
0: And that would have been uh, Oh my god His name just Shot in my head um, It's
1: not that Bluetooth fellow again, Is it
0: No it's um, Leif Erikson uh, It's Leif Erikson Thank you Steve God, gone right out of my head there. It was Leif Erikson. Yeah, didn't the, he?
1: Wasn't he a pop a pop singer as well in the 80s? Uh, no, you're thinking of Ben and Bjorn. No, I'm thinking of, I'm sure there was a Leif Erikson pop singer. <laughs>
0: there may have that. been, there may very well have been. Yeah, but maybe that's where Erikson mobile phones came up.
1: Who Well, they're from that part of the world too. They yeah, are indeed, yeah. As I know yeah. here, Volvo, Saab, um, <laughs> Ikea. Ikea. Oh, sorry, Ikea. Ikea. The Vikings have given us so much, you know. And
0: that's only the modern stuff. Honestly, the, the shape and face of Europe would not be the way it was without the trade that happened from the Scandinavians and the people who went a Viking, who took themselves out. You've got to appreciate that in that time period, 800 to 1000 AD, these were people who ventured out of... A relatively small area into the whole world, they yeah. traded along the Silk Road. They traded as mm-hmm. far as the Middle East. They went into Europe. They went into it was just, they moved into Ireland. They traded to the, they moved to the Americas. Mm-hmm. It was
1: unbelievable. What oh these yeah, I did. mean, I was visiting a museum, um, oh pre pandemic, and they had um, it, was up in, it was a New York museum, and they had um, one of the Viking hordes on display. And there you had coins from the Byzantine Empire, yes. from from the Moorish, you know, uh, uh, south of Spain, mm-hmm. right the way through, you know, all of the European nations, uh, the Anglo-Saxon countries were all represented by silver because the Vikings, you know, the, silver was the their the coinage.
0: A stock and trade. Yeah, they got yeah. the stuff from elsewhere, they melted it down, they smelted it into coins and they traded
1: it. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, yep. I mean they've they they even went right the way along the very topical Dnieper River, um uh, mm-hmm. into the Ukraine. Yes, they did. Yeah, you know, so I mean And that's they, where the
0: Rus come from. Very people very few people have heard of the Rus. The Rus were a uh, Vikings there were Vikings who had uh, migrated into that aspect, into that location, which, if I remember right, was kind of southern Russia almost, the Rus'. Yeah, yeah.
1: So and, um, you've, um, you've got all of that as well. Spreading down, I remember in my history now, spreading down the um, the European seaboard, of course, you know, Britain, it's always been said, oh, you know, William the Conqueror comes over and he thrashed the English and But of course, William the Conqueror was <laughs> <laughs> from... Um, uh, there, that region of France that uh, I've just completely forgotten. Brittany, uh, Nor- Normandy, Normandy, Normandy. Yeah, because he was a Norman. He was a Norman. Yeah, he was a Norman Viking with it by by descent. Um, mm-hmm. As were all of his uh, followers and warriors who came over. Yeah. So yeah, they are, but. They have this mythology that, that still fascinates today, don't they? I mean, you look at some of the Marvel stuff now. We've got Thor uh, and his hammer in the Marvel movies. We've got uh, Lord of the Rings. We've got Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. And um, what's that other one with dragons? But we, a lot of these, you know, are, bar- are borrowing very heavily from Norse uh, mythology.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and um, a a lot of our mythology that we have in our country in the UK is ha, leans heavily, and a lot of our a lot of our language comes from the Scandinavian and from the Old Germanic. That's that's very much tied because what we speak is nothing like Old English, and what we speak in Scotland is nothing like Scots Gaelic. It's a completely different language.
1: Trust me, I've studied both. Completely I, trust, trust me, I've studied. I've studied Dunkin' Donuts and translated for you. <laughs> That's right, you have indeed, haven't you? Yes,
0: it's like, I may as well have been speaking Norwegian because nobody knew what I was saying. Even the even the even the people who should know what I was saying did not know what I was saying. Uh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, still. Barry no, and I that. still I laugh about that. that. Your <laughs> <laughs> yeah. once, Luckily, Diet Cola. <laughs> Thank you. <That's> right. <laughs> Get something water. I'll sh- like you up the nose. And people just don't understand what I'm saying to them. He's been polite, really. Um, I still, to this day, Vary and I still laugh at that little gentleman who stood in Dunkin' Donuts and continually asked my wife where I was from, and she's speaking in the exact same language I was. And he's like, "Yeah, sure, but where's he from? He's, he's from Scotland, same as me. Yeah, but where's he from?" Scott <laughs> Oh my god. Um and, what, and have I a, s- a diet cola. <laughs> I just want a diet coke, thanks. Um and and uh you know a spice pumpkin muffin, thanks. Um <laughs> That's all
1: I really want. I'm a simple I can't, guy. Look at, I can't look at one of them the same way. After after <laughs> Sharing an apartment with you and Vary for two weeks.
0: We spice pumpkin everything. It's fall season, Steve. We're spice- I'm already making my pumpkin streusel tart. Do you know what I mean? The pumpkin cake and streusel tart, and everything with the spice pumpkin in it. I'm just going mad. Uh, we've literally just spent a fortune to get Libby's pumpkin over from America so we can pumpkinize everything. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm soaking my toilet roll pumpkin right now. You know,
1: I, I swear the only thing over there that isn't pumpkin spice is the gasoline, and I'm sure they're working on it. Well, I've, I, yeah, I'm sure they'll flavour it eventually. <laughs> it's yeah, but it's spreading over here. I love I it. Our, I opened our fridge earlier today um, because <laughs> I I enjoy a, um, a bagel for breakfast. Mm,
0: a nice cinnamon pumpkin
1: bagel, yeah. A nice cinnamon bagel. Oh,
0: you're halfway there.
1: I am um, halfway there. I opened the packet. What the hell are these? These were pumpkin spice bagels, my guess. <laughs> Where the hell did they come from? So I opened the cupboard, and there in the cupboard is is several packets of pumpkin spice. <laughs> I can like... just see your face. I was like, where, how, where, when? When did this happen? <laughs> what the f-how f- f- did this the come about? <laughs> yeah. Did I actually get on
0: that plane and come back from
1: America?
0: Have I come back and am I still there? This is when you suddenly wake up and someone says, Steve, I'm I'm sorry to tell you, but you've been part of a massive social experiment for 40 years. Your name's not Steve Parsons. It's actually Jim Delacour. And it's taken (laughs) from him now, Jim.
1: (laughs) Do you know, while I was over there, I mean, we've completely gone off the subject now. Vikings, (laughs) who were they? But... While I was over there, like, as you said, as you know, I've just come back from Spirit Quest and that two mm. weeks of chaos and still uh, look cool. Look good. It was until until Ron trashed it. Yeah,
0: but, oh he trashed it? What happened? Oh uh, well, Spirit Spirit live
1: went, on, yeah. I, do I care? Spirit quest was brilliant fun, as it always is. Very well organized, very well attended. Um and then to celebrate the success of Spirit Quest. Somebody went for a walk on the beach, didn't they?
0: Oh, and he tripped over a space pumpkin crab. Uh,
1: he may well have done. <laughs> he may well have done. So I got to see a lot of the beach house for the second part of the of the stay. Um, but there you go. The weirdest part, the weirdest thing, uh, ever happened because during the pandemic, I I took the time to because we were all starting to work online and um, a lot of webinars and a lot of conferences were all moving over to zoom so i took the opportunity to kind of redesign the way i work and uh, set up the the home office with you know all for zoom set up all the software so to do a good job on zoom um you know for the punters god bless them Uh, And then set up an iPad to do all of the in-person stuff. Arrived in America with a three and a half thousand mile journey. Well, four and a half thousand if you count the hundred miles from West Wales. Um, To be told, I'm doing two presentations via Zoom to a group of people who weren't 20 miles away. (laughs) Okay, enough. Uh, so, the irony is yeah. not lost on me here <laughs> yeah. so it was lost on me because obviously the ipad wasn't set up for zoom it didn't have zoom installed on it it had nothing installed ready for it and then uh, a certain mr. Mr. yeah, a certain mr grumpy bollocks was then complaining that i wanted to do a practice dummy run a few days before to make sure the bloody thing worked Crazy, crazy. Anyway, listen, as I'd said to them, um, I'm not going back in 2023 because my daughter's getting married. And oh, wow. Y- you can imagine the effect on the bank balance that that's had. That's going to hit you hard. That is going to hurt. Uh, so I'm getting my revenge because she's actually, um, she's created a new role within her wedding entourage of dadminder. Huh. Um, <laughs> And their their mission is to try and get Dad's speech off him before he does it.
0: Ah, never going to happen.
1: No, never going to happen. And Dad's done the, doing the whole thing as a PowerPoint presentation, so I can be at least a mile away when it finishes. Possibly twenty. You've Possibly twenty. <laughs> but but continuing on, um, my plan return is twenty twenty four. And one of the things that struck me whilst I was over there was how much I missed the fun of the the two weeks that I shared with you and Vary. Oh, that's lovely. Thanks. Steve. And I thought, wouldn't it be good if we can persuade, you know, give you a, a two years notice, tease you out of Scotland and get you back over to Spirit Quest?
0: I would happily come over to Spirit Quest again. But as yeah. I've said yeah. to Ron in the past, you know, I can't just turn up. I'm Scottish. We've, we've got to be invited. You know, well, so it's, 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 it's bad manners for a Scottish person to turn up. and announce. It's actually bad luck.
1: Do you know you know you know Ron watches Downton Abbey. You know Ron watches Inspector Morse and all these I and he thinks it, yeah. and he thinks himself, you know, as an anglophile.
0: He's he's not an anglophile till he watches McDonald
1: and Dodds. But you know how little he understands the British.
0: Oh yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the British don't understand the British. Dude.
1: No <laughs> like... That's what I was trying to explain to him. And we don't know who we are. He, he continually gets baffled by you know you 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 respond to a comment he's made and then he'll get offended. And he'll, Why are you offended to a perfectly normal you know response?
0: Yeah. What you said. I said?
1: No, no, no. I just responded in as as I would to any other British person. It's like it's even simple things like going over, um, you know, going over to see Ron to check some details knocking on the door and then waiting for the door to be opened or somebody shouting, come in. Yeah. Well, you don't, you, you know, and then being told off and um, berated for not just walking straight in. Mm. I mean, well, I would never walk straight in. No.
0: no you no. know,
1: because it's it's a terribly, you know, un-British thing to, to do.
0: Which is kind of strange in America, because just walking straight into somebody's house can get you shot.
1: Well... In some states, I think in that would apply. States. In some yeah. states, that would certainly apply. And in fact, and, in one state um, where I was, it very nearly did apply when I was in, in Georgia yeah. um, because they're all very strange down in Georgia.
0: No, I know. And it's, 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 it's such a massive, diverse country. I mean, let's face it, if anybody walks into my house, you stand a chance of getting an axe in your forehead. Um, well, but,
1: uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I, I concur. I, I think that one of the things I've always been envious of is the fact that we can't uh, arm ourselves for the purposes of self-defense within the bounds of our four walls in this country? That's
0: correct. Yes.
1: Because I've always considered that anybody who enters my property without being invited is committing a hostile act. Which, particularly under UK law, well, and that should be met with with you know reasonable amount of. Reasonable force,
0: yes, which involves... Oh, making
1: well, lethal force, yeah. I think, should yeah. be... Should well, be, I um, think
0: as well, yeah, but unfortunately, you've yeah. got to make my cup of tea. And ask
1: reasonably lethal do, force.
0: Identify their life choices and why that you think you feel threatened by them. <laughs> yeah, this is what it's like living in the UK, folks. Get used to it. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, and, well, I think, can we settle on reasonably lethal force? Uh, reasonable force, I think. It's the, I it's think the reasonably lethal term. force. I think sounds more, more. I know what you think, but that's, the, think that's <laughs> Not with the legal term, as it's
0: reasonable. But,
1: reasonable. Yeah. Force. I mean, you yeah, raise it. No. You you, you raise another point of, of bafflement because um, our mutual friend Jim, uh, runs the EVP expert mm-hmm. um, in the in the New England Ghost Project, was um, he helped me get back to Logan. Uh, because yes, Ron, that, Ron, yeah. Ron was unable to tripped over um, a, a space being, being, being useless and you know, yeah, falling over a pumpkin. I think it was at the the uh, park bench. Yeah. Could could well have been. Um, but Jim carries on his belt a Leatherman um, tool, which he uses, you know, as and when is required. And I I noticed it and said to him, if I was carrying that in the UK, I would I could be prosecuted for carrying an offensive. Um, illegal weapon, and that could get me jail time. And he looked at me what perplexed. It? It's not the length of the blade. um It's only a three and a half inch blade. That's the the, no. the, the defining factor. That. Well, if you can, but the defining problem with the Leatherman tool is the blade locks into its open position it's as locked, a six, yeah. as a safety uh, device. A so that, yeah, yeah, so that I don't cut myself. But that makes it an offensive you can't weapon. You can carry
0: it over here. It makes an offensive weapon over
1: here. Well, yeah. you you can if with good reason. Say you were you know you were going you know for a day's fishing, but
0: that's uh, what I, I do. Yeah,
1: you know I know somebody who is who, who is almost successfully prosecuted for they they've gone for a day's fishing, um, and they they had the 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 leatherman uh, leatherman uh, or similar with them um and they stopped off at the supermarket to grab some snacks and
0: it was attached to the belt yeah, yeah and it was
1: attached to the belt and the police a police officer saw them and said uh there is no good reason for you to be carrying that in Tesco's." which is actually correct when you think it about is but you know kind of you know but i mean for an oversight. But, but for America you know hey America that's what we're putting up with over here mm-hmm. so you know Give us axes, knives, um, swords. So, uh, yeah, I
0: don't have any offensive weapons placed in my house. What I do have is ornamental axes that may, axe, that they may axe-identally following someone <laughs> coming into the house. Um, oh, I'm sorry, officers, but a terrible axe-ident
1: here. Yes, realize. yes. No, I, I, I fully support the Second Amendment and the right to wear T-shirts. Absolutely, yes, yes. Short-sleeved ones. Yes, so you have bare arms, <laughs> and we so we kind of wandered off the Vikings a bit, but yes, you did. <laughs> but we did. But but I would argue that maybe we didn't because one of the things that the that, that we do have um, in common with, and I, I know a number of Norwegians and other Scandinavians, a quite a similar sense of humour.
0: Yes, this very much self-deprecating.
1: Very um, slightly have, ironic, uh, yeah. barbed sense of humour. Have you watched this
0: TV series on Netflix, Norseman? No. You need to watch this. It's a cross between Vikings and Monty Python. Uh, uh, it is so absolutely.
1: Is is comedy. that just the legacy of our of our Norse heritage as well?
0: <laughs> it may very well be that we have developed incredibly thick skins that are incredibly dry wit and incredibly yeah. wry sense of humour. Uh,
1: yeah, because it, we don't share that with any of the other uh, no, European no. countries. It's something no. that we do have in common with the nor- the, nor- um, the Scandinavian nations. Mm. But if you look into France, the Benelux countries, Spain, I- Italy, Greece, they and, and America, they are completely baffled by the British sense of humour. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I can give you a, a rather... Only abrupt, if it's quick, because... We've it's got very to quick. Um, in,
0: in Norse mythology, to cheer up the gods, uh, the god Loki, who in mythology is the brother of Odin, um, ties a certain body part to a goat and engages in a, in a game of tug of war. It's, it's it's two body parts that hang below the third body part, if you understand what I mean <laughs> and uh, I then know people in Norway who, I know a couple of young lads who engage in the Loki race, which involved tying a log to those lower body parts and chasing each other through the forest until someone managed to run 100 metres
1: <laughs> which, <laughs> which is incredibly funny <laughs> i yeah incredibly yeah. So... yeah oh, I watched him. <laughs> but we've we've run out we've run to the end of the hour on that awful awful Such a shame. Awful thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awful funny thought. <laughs> awful. So stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles the Next Generation with the blonde bombshell and her special guests. And uh, Ron, if you're listening, get better. Uh Stephen, thank you for keeping me company for an hour. thank and you so I much. Hope that we can share the beach house one day soon. Absolutely. And my, my love and regards to Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night.